Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Today we have the pleasure of sitting down and interviewing Sean Hurwitz. Sean is a multi-talented musician, producer, and songwriter. Ever the consummate professional, his trademark attention to detail provides the perfect polish to any performance. Based in Los Angeles, California, Sean is an outstanding performer who has had the pleasure of co-writing, producing, recording, playing, and touring the world with top echelon artists such as Enrique Iglesias, Smash Mouth, and Gin Blossoms, to name a few. Without any further ado, let's welcome Sean to the show. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, really appreciate your time and can't wait to dive into your story. Uh, super exciting for me. And uh, so, yeah, uh, please just tell us a little bit about or a lot about yourself. It's completely up to you, your background, where and how you found success. And also, please include something interesting about yourself that, you know, most people wouldn't know. Oh, uh, well, um, so I'll give you the, the basics. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, the, I'm born and raised in Israel, uh, to American parents. This is why I sound like an American, not like an Israeli. Uh, I just spoke English at home my whole life and, uh, moved here to Los Angeles when I was 23 to be a rock star. Um, it worked out. I mean, <laughs> I've been very, very fortunate. Amen. Uh, but uh, I, I, I guess it's worth mentioning that I started playing when I was 13-ish. Um, uh, then I got into sound engineering. I studied sound engineering when I was 17 and had been working, it with, uh, working at it since I was 17 uh, until 23, until when I left and came here to be a full-time musician. I also did audio stuff here and in my studio here... Uh, my, my audio uh, education has definitely been good to me because I know how to work everything and um, there are definitely people out there that know how to do it better than me, but I know how to do it uh, very well and good enough for getting stuff on TV and film, which also brings up uh, the fact that I have uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs out there on TV and film. So if someone here is listening, you probably heard what I've done. You probably don't know it's me, but it's me. Um, yeah. And that's it. What else? So uh, can, can I just interject something here real quick? So, yeah, I was actually blown away as I start as I took a look on your website, all the shows that you've been involved with. And I'm like, holy moly, you keep scrolling down and it's show after show after show, which um, I really had no idea, you know. And so um, but uh, so it's it's amazing. Like that is sort of like this whole impossible realm that, you know, it's it's amazing to, to me and I think to a lot of people. Um, you know, that are, you know, musicians. Um, and so what's super amazing that you, you move out to, you know, LA at age 23, and this is your goal and you pulled it off where, you know, I think that most people, when they try that, whether it's to become an actor or musician or actress, what have you, you know, I don't know what the failure rate is, but it's huge. Right. So I love that. I also, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable really and amazing. And I also wanted to say that, 
you know, um, having your sound engineer skills to a level to where you can actually send this off to be, you know, your pro your finished product to be put in a, in a television show. It is, uh, that's a lot of work, a lot of, you know, training. Um, you know, I've, I record my own music and the finished product is not very good. And I've been doing it for a long time and spent some time around it. So these, these two skills are, um, you know, I would imagine you put, put a lot of time in, in, uh, energy into that. Right. Definitely the 10,000 hours. And That's then, what I was, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the 10,000 hours thing is, is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of crazy. seems like a lot of hours till you, you know, do the math and you figure out what if at 40 hours a week, it's like, I think three years or something like that. So, you know, it's a lot of work, but anyway, sorry about that. No, no, not at all. Uh, I appreciate the compliments and everything. Um, um, so, so what else do you want to know that, the? yeah, so maybe something interesting about yourself that, uh, where and how you found success oh, and you pretty much went over that. You know but... what, well, it's, so for those of you who don't know who I am, uh, in, uh, so I played the LA scene for a long time, got here in 2000, in 2003, uh, in 2000, I, I did a bunch of stuff, but in 2011, um, I joined the band Smash Mouth <clears throat> and then in 2000, 15, I joined the artist Enrique Iglesias for four years, and then I went back to Smash Mouth. Uh, so now I've been in Smash Mouth, back with Smash Mouth, I want to say since 2019, roughly. Okay. And it's great, man. I, I Enrique is great for what Enrique is. It's a huge production. You tour the world. I mean, buses all over the place. Just a huge production. Got to do my biggest show ever with him, 80, 84. 5,000 people. In Holy Canada. moly. My <laughs> biggest show was 400. So, <laughs> you know, um, unbelievable. That's definitely not the size that we do with Smash Mouth, although I've done some huge uh, shows with them, but that's not the usual size we do with Smash Mouth. But because it's a 90s band, it's not necessarily current, but it's such a, an ingrained um music in in especially in the american culture that I, I and it's such a rock show you know you and i were discussing this before enrique is very polished it's a it's an incredible show polished. visually uh, sound wise everything it's just a, a masterpiece uh but it's very finessed whereas rock uh, whereas smash mouth is more of rock it's more raw we go with the punches and we it's just such a rock show, you know? So those are my main two big things. But I also got a chance to play with a bunch of other people. Why not plug it? Uh, if you care to see more, just check out seanherwitz.com. Spell it any way you want. I'm sure I'll pop up. Um, and and then you can see more about me if you care to see. And you could go, you've got a YouTube channel that is um, successful as well. I've been doing YouTube for a while. And uh, man, it is tough. It's really tough. And so please go there and support that as well. That's, you know, Sean Hurwitz as well, right? Yeah, just Sean. Her I think and I'll link both of these in the show oh, notes. Thank Sorry. Yeah, Sean Hurwitz Music, I think it is there. Um, just like youtube.com slash C for custom slash Sean Hurwitz Music. But again, if you just look up my name or if you go to the, to the website, there's a link there. And yeah, I did YouTube. My whole thing with YouTube was just, I haven't done it in a, in a second, but we did hundreds of videos. And the idea was to really... I was just trying, I'm just trying to educate the next uh, generation of musicians and next generation of entrepreneurs. That's what we're talking about, right? And, Amen, and yeah. success stories. I'm just trying to give 
people something they should know. How to turn a, um, um, just noodling around on a guitar, if it's really something you want to, if something, something you're passionate about, how to turn it into a business. Because anything you want, if you want to do it as a lifestyle, if you want to do it for long term, for, for life, you need to know how to make money from it. So, Amen. And, and it's not, you don't necessarily have to, the, the, don't, don't take business as a bad thing. You mm -hmm. can turn business into a wonderful, happy, positive environment and thrive in it. And that's what my videos are, more or less. Um, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, and in, in business, uh, you can set boundaries just like in real life. So you don't have to have a business that is, you know, whatever you don't like about business, right? And I, I hear where you're coming from, the way that you're explaining it, especially to artists, because as myself, you know, starving artists for years um, looked at, um, you know, sort of business and big business, especially in as like, you know, a, Satan or whatever, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, and it doesn't have to be that way. And I think what you're doing with you know, and, you know, for, to our audience, uh, please go to, to Sean's website. It is a, it is a, a amazing website. It's beautiful. Your branding is, is dialed in. And I think also what you're doing is, uh, you know, branding yourself, which is brilliant because this will pay off, um, you know, over time in, in huge ways, I think as well, as far as like passive and opportunities, who knows? Well, uh, it you know, without going deep into the story, because time and whatnot, it already paid off, man. Um, it, I got the Enrique gig because I had that website up. Simple. If That's I didn't crazy. have the website, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to. Without getting into the depth of the story, mm -hmm. that's that's it. I mean, it already paid off. I toured the world all over the weirdest places. I toured, I was in Lebanon as an Israeli. It's illegal for me to be in Lebanon. Like, they wouldn't oh let me I was in Lebanon. I mean, Holy moly. It's I've been some crazy places. So so the website already paid off. I could take it off right now and it already paid off. It'd but, be uh, worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good it's a good just kind of like um landing page for people that might think of uh hiring me to see what I've done. There's a TV and film tab there where you can see a bunch of stuff. Definitely not all of it, but just a handful of things that I've done on TV and film. You can listen to the things, to the songs or the cues. And uh, yeah, it's I appreciate that. It's it's a good place to be. But I was just gonna say it already paid off. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, sort of like a resume, but a heck of a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a really good thing to have out there uh, for people. Like I said, a landing page for people. Love it. Possible right. employers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you asked a, something. That yeah, maybe something about, about yourself, something interesting about yourself. Most people wouldn't know. Yeah. I, well. I've never had alcohol. I've never love it. Yeah, I've never done any drugs. I've never had a cigarette. I've never had coffee. Can I say something? Yeah, <laughs> that may have no. It, that for sure played a huge role in you saying I'm moving to LA, 23, going to become a rock star, and you did it right. So that played a huge role guarantee it for, for me, my backstory is I, you know, got into uh, playing in bands and in punk music when I was in high school and Weird. with my friends in, in Bay area, California, I can send you some of my stuff, yeah. you know, super like nobody's ever heard of us for the most part, but um, my friends were, were my downfall instead of, and, you know, just not saying no, that, that wreaked so much havoc in my life. Been clean and sober now for, 
you know, too long to admit, almost 20 years and um, mm-hmm. love it. I would never go back. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I couldn't get out of it at the time. And I had, <laughs> yeah, I had dreams, uh, you know, so I applaud you for that in a huge way. Uh, my, my wife would as well. I can't wait to tell her, but what I was going to say is I did have dreams. I actually uh, wanted to move to, um, you know, Hollywood and pursue acting or music. Right. And I didn't, and it probably wouldn't have worked out anyways, because I ended up parting maybe afterwards, but so huge uh, applause to you for that. I appreciate it, man. It certainly wasn't uh, anything that I planned. I just went with my gut feelings about things. But on your point, uh, or to your point, um, I, I every 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 week I see someone on my Facebook, a friend or a colleague or some family member, usually not a family member, but um, that says, you know, sober for two years, best thing I ever did, or someone will put up, Man, I, I decided not to drink for half a year. It's like the the best thing I've ever done. And I was like, hey, man, I got lucky. I really, really got lucky. No one ever told me, don't drink. My father had some stuff. My, I mean, as Jews, the only thing I've ever had is little wine like this much because it's a Jewish thing. You know, yeah. uh, we bring in Shabbat and everyone gets a tiny little bit of wine. As a kid, you drink it, but I don't call that alcohol. Um, especially when you're drinking like, point zero zero two of an ounce um yeah, that's what <laughs> sort I sort of like drinking orange juice at that point or a kombucha oh uh, dude it, it could be great it's grape juice at that point i mean but but i drink like this much I, I, like i'll just go yeah it's not for me um yeah, love it so uh it is i really i got lucky man i just followed my gut instinct and uh but i did something that is very useful for this podcast so i'll mention it i was just reading a book um i'm gonna look it up real quick while i uh while i take talk. time no i'm gonna actually while, while you're looking that up i wanted to say that um you know i don't want to um downplay the whole smash mouth um thing because like what a dream come true um they you know when they hit first hit the scene what would you say is 94 95 when they first came out somewhere around there um, I think so. I mean, I was still, I was still in, uh, in Israel. Israel at that point. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. But, um, what they, what they did, um, is very, very unique and it, not only is it unique, but they're, it's very, very catchy, sort of like green day. It's like, Oh, I can't get this hook out of my head. Um, which is, which is awesome. And they have like a cult following and the cult following is not only with adults, but it's with children. Like, you know, their songs are in Shrek. Like my kids love that's, smash mouth. That's the beauty of it, man. When I go perform, I'm performing in front of 60 year olds that are there with their grandchildren, as well as people that grew up in college and high school with smash mouth. It's, it's just, um, it's just an American, like iconic sound all-star i'm a believer yeah. i'm a believer yeah i mean all both in shrek um walking on the sun they, right. they have so many of them they got a great all- vibe to them uh, to their sound as well and i think it makes me think of that movie rat race as well it's yep. a, <laughs> it's oh, a but, great movie so i said i was going to bring it up he brought yes. it up in the you know what let me look it up real quick I'm, I'm listening to this dudes i just started listening to his um podcast because of the book the name of the dude come on show up his name is brian keen 
And the name okay. of the book is, let's see, Brian, he's a British dude. There we go, Brian. Blah, blah, blah. Rewire Your Mindset. I just finished it last night because I needed wow. to kind of get a boost. And uh, <clears throat> he mentions this, but what was I going to say? I was connecting it to the, right. You, he says it in the book. You don't need to learn from your mistakes. You can learn from other people's mistakes. Not, you know what? Let's not even call mistakes. You don't have to learn from your experiences. You can learn from other people's experiences, whether good or bad, right? So I got lucky without reading that book and without reala realizing it. At the time, I that's how I work, right? So when I uh, when I was 14, you know, I'm hanging out with people and they're drinking and... Um, hanging out with the freaks and the punks. I mean, I had a mohawk and everything and, and everyone's drinking. And I just was like, yeah, dude, I have zero interest in being that guy throwing up. In the corner. <laughs> like I just have zero interest. It, the, the, the scent of alcohol and what people do when they're drunk is not alluring to me at all, especially when it you ends know. up like that. If it always ended up with I don't know, hooking up with some chick. Maybe I would be more into it. Right. That's or nothing. finding a pot of gold or something. Yeah, exactly. But 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 it always ended up with someone just puking their guts up and feeling like dog shit. So excuse my French. Right? No, it's OK. Um, be yourself, man. But um, yeah, it wasn't alluring to me. So I got lucky. I, I, I am a kind of person that learns from other people's successes and other people's mistakes. I And that's why no drugs. Drugs are interesting to me. I, I would skip everything and just go straight for the psychedelics. But, uh, you know, I've learned that some people, even that I know, have had bad experiences with that. Maybe I'll do that one day. Have never done it. I'm 42. I've never done it in my life. Uh, and weed just never interested me. I mean, I just becoming addicted, even mentally, not physically, but mentally addicted to just even when you, every time with your friends, you just smoking weed. I, yeah, Trust me. Someone that's been sober and whatnot for 20 years, you can understand what I'm saying, right? I can. And uh, on the marijuana point, not that this is like a, a dare meeting or whatever, but um, <laughs> they say it's not addictive, but trust me, it is so addictive. And I just want to share like a quick story with you. I had a friend growing up out of all of our friends. We were all skateboarders, right? We all took it pretty seriously and we we're competitive. Out of all of my friends, he had, you know, sponsorship at age like 14 and ads in Thrasher and that sort of thing. We all knew he was going to become pro until marijuana came into his life. Literally, he did really, really well, but just never pursued that dream. And he completely could have had a professional skateboarding career, you know, and I, I spent years with them. I know exactly what the cause was. And it was it was that, you know, so it's derailed so many people, including myself. It doesn't mean that my dreams are over. It doesn't mean that if you're derailed right now, you can't, um, you know, uh, get back on track and have you make your dreams come true because that you, you totally can, you know, so. Look, let me be honest with your audience right now. Uh, we're recording this January 2022. I have been derailed for months, not because of weed, not because of alcohol, but I mentally have been struggling not depression, but struggling as a businessman. Like I'm just not motivated at all. Not motivated to get in here and work in the studio. I love playing live. So I'm always motivated to do that. Like rehearsals, yeah. shows, all of that. But, but doing the other stuff, um, I really haven't been motivated. Haven't been motivated physically to work out. Um, and so rewire mindset. My next one that I have to start reading today, which I can't find is my book, Atomic Habits. 
And have you read that one? I have. It's been a while, but yeah. It's such a good book and I want to read it, it again. I have it on my phone, but I, I like the book thing. But my point is that, like you said, even if someone's listening right now and they're stuck or what was the word you used? Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember, but derailed, you know? Yeah, derailed. That's the one you used. Even if you're there, dude, just read some books, listen to some podcasts, learn from other people's mistakes, learn yeah. from other people's successes. And and actually, I'd like to point out, I don't think I've ever met someone that said, Man, I really wish I I, I didn't um, change to from from being uh, from from drinking to sober. Anyone yeah, that I know that has decided to be sober is completely happy with that decision. So if you're thinking about it, just give it a try because go everyone, for it. Maybe when you're 14 or 13 or 21 or 25 and you need that liquid courage to go talk to that chick. But listen, dude, if you or, or, or that person, if you female, male or them, they um, if if you're done with that chapter of your life, just put away the alcohol. You just yeah. don't need it. You, you just don't. don't trust me. You don't. you don't. Especially if you're asking yourself, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I'd like to tr go without it. So, yeah, if I you're you. asking yourself, absolutely. You've got the endorsements of two people here, one that's never had alcohol and one that quit 20 years ago. Do it. Just try it. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, uh, I have this, uh, you know, sort of uh, mentor friend of mine. He does uh, life coaching and I'm, uh, you know, involved in his uh, mindset sort of uh, academy community, Jason Dries. Um, and what he says, basically, when entrepreneurs are feeling burnt out, it's, it's more just because we need rest. We need rest or we need meditation. We need food. And so I think that, you know, sometimes it's totally okay just to have like, dude, you know, I'm just so over it. Just take a break, you know? I couldn't agree more. And uh, the way that I do it is I work my ass off in the studio and my goal is uh, 200 songs a year. Um, I have very high goals. That is. I work very, very hard. So when my body tells me, hey, uh, maybe take it easy for a little, I take it easy. I listen to my body. I do exactly what you just said. That being said, it's been a little too long. Like I'm like, okay, it's time to get back. And I, my, my wheels are not. So I'm doing things right now to try and get things going again. Mentally, you know where you're at. Mentally. Gotcha. Love it. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you mind sharing with us one of your, you know, favorite successes that you either solely created or, or were just a, a part of? I mean, I think, uh, listen, I love playing with Smash Mouth, but I have to give credit to the Enrique camp. Um, my biggest thing was, first of all, playing to 85,000 people uh, on, on 30 degrees <laughs> In an open, uh, I mean, it was freezing. I could not feel my fingers. It was a great show, though. That was uh, an accomplishment of a lifetime, and um, and I think, but the, I think the biggest thing that they helped me out with, which I never, that was never even a, um, a thing of mine, but like it was never a goal. I had many goals. I still do, but this was not one of them. But I actually, a few years ago got to go play Israel. I played with him at the beginning of uh, when I joined. We did a few shows in Israel. It was great. You know, the family's there and everything. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but 
I think the 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 other show that I played with him a few years ago, I think it was 2017, I played uh, Hayalcon Park with him, and that uh, was I want to say 42,000 people. So coming back, thanks to them, you know, not something I created. Um, coming back and being able to do that was amazing. Just uh, an incredible feeling, and it was a good show. Uh, unfortunately, I, the GoPro didn't work, and it didn't get it. But uh, <sighs> that's okay. That's okay. Did you have it on your guitar facing you, or, uh, or no? That it? one was behind me for that. Okay. So, yeah, and oh, I just I was trying to get it to work, and it was time to go up on stage and rock forty-two thousand people. So that wasn't happening. <laughs> Priorities, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like there are more important things right now. Yeah. But that was that was a big one. That's so cool. I mean, it had to be like, talk about rush, endorphin rush, just like natural high, you know, euphoria. I mean, uh, how, how was that? It was amazing. Um, I thought I would be a little more scared than I was, you know, but listen, I, I don't know how you've done 400 people shows, you know, um, maybe you can relate to this. Maybe not. I don't know how many friends you had in the, in, in, in that, sh in those shows, but when I play shows where no one in the audience knows me, I am much more free to be a rock star. Like I can be whoever I want. They don't know me. But when there are people that know me intimately, uh, whether it's my wife or my family in Israel, my brothers, they're the, the extended family. When people like that are watching me, it's more intimidating. It's a lot more intimidating because uh, they know me. They really mm -hmm. do. They know my fears. They know my, what I wanted, the goals. And, but for some reason, I wasn't scared. Uh, that was a very, it was actually a really fun show and I had a great time. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, I can relate to that. It's interesting um, with, especially if it's a family member, right? So um, it, let me ask you this. For me, what, one thing that I realized is that um, through practice, um, and then doing shows, every show is actually a practice, but the practice, the more you practice, um, it makes it become second nature. So as soon as like the drummers click in the sticks or whatever, then you can just let it go. Is that kind of, would you say that's pretty accurate or? Yes and no. Yes, that's accurate. I'm not like that. I am an analyzer. So as I'm playing, I'm analyzing my in-ear mix. I'm analyzing what's going on. I'm analyzing what Enrique is doing or what, what, what we're doing with Smash Mouth, all the guys, the musicians, what's going on with the crowd. I'm always analyzing. I'm analyzing what I'm doing. Ah, I didn't hit that note like I wanted to. I better be, do it better tomorrow. That's something I want to work on at home. This is going in my mind as you see me go, yeah. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I really have to learn that part again. I really didn't. I haven't played that in a month. That's not going to work. So, but you don't know this. When you're watching me, you're just thinking, oh, that guy's having a blast up there. Yeah, they, they mind, never catch it, right? So, yeah. No, never. Because because I'm, I'm, I'm showing them a specific face that I want to. And that's a specific side of my personality. I am having a great time right then and there. However, I'm also analyzing a bunch of stuff and thinking how I could do it better next time. Uh, and... For musicians that might be watching this, one of my things is, yes, second nature, but um, but at the same time, like I said, no, not really. Every show that I play, I always run the whole set before, that day. The reason is, no, I never take for granted the fact that, ah, I got this. No, you don't got this, okay? You thought you've got this, and <laughs> you thought you had something, and then in the middle of the show, you're just like, 
How does that bridge go? Fuck, 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 fuck. You know, of course, again, Never you're not going to do this if you're watching me. You're not going to know that I'm thinking these things. But to avoid that, I absolutely go over the set the day of. I want to make sure that when I get on stage that night, everything's as fresh as can be. There's not like, what was that? I remember we played it three weeks ago, but we haven't done this song in like months. Like, what? How did that? That That is not something I want to be thinking on stage in front of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I hear you. Yeah. So as a businessman, as a, as, as a musician, I always make sure to go over everything before the show. Don't and take it, your opportunities for granted. Yes. And take that and use it in any way possible in your business because... Yes. Uh, for instance, uh, this dude, um, Brian Keene, rewiring mindset, incredible, like incredible athlete. One of the things that he did was he did, I don't remember the names, but it's, uh, it's six marathons in a row in the desert in, I want to say Africa. It's a crazy, crazy, I don't remember like 237 kilometers or something like that. And he killed that. And then there was another one that he did, uh, where he ran, I want to say, ran the arctic circle like he basically ran it, it you know insane it's a, it's unbelievable like it's like inhuman crazy. you know crazy but he tells you between he tells it in his own way but between those there was a marathon that he did it was, was it a marathon it was an ultra marathon so i think it's double okay um and he says he uh failed that one he ran he made a mistake in a turn. They told him they he had to check in with a place. They're like, oh, you're on the wrong, you're in the wrong place. You're supposed to be there. You have to run back 10 kilometers and then take that. And he was just like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm done. But later on, he did stuff, he did something that I've done to myself before and just kicked himself in the ass and said, What the hell was that, man? How could you oh just because you ran these six you know six marathons in a row you think you know how it no you have to prepare mm -hmm. you can't just say oh well a year ago I ran six marathons I'm good you need to prepare for this like yeah. he was also not prepared it was raining he he thought he was going into a much different weather he did not prepare for it he admits and he paid the price and what he learned from it was what you said, you can't take anything for granted. And when I get on stage, no matter how many times I've played All-Star, trust me, when you see me on stage that night, I've played it I've played it already at least once that day. No matter how many, I could play it 10,000 times in my lifetime, I will still be playing it that day before I get on stage, as well as all the other songs, because I want it fresh. I want to be prepared. I want to be prepared for the moment that everything on stage breaks down. Murphy's Law, worst case scenario. Oh, shit. Like, everything's broken down. I'm still going to be playing perfectly because I prepared for it. Which is why you play for Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, Enrique, and who knows, right. man. Fingers yeah, who crossed. knows? The sky's the limit, right? I'm always, I'm always looking. My goal is Foo Fighters. But there you go. I'm expecting that, but that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it, man. That would be great. It's good, good goal. Um, let me ask this. Do you mind would you mind telling us, you know, about some of the incredibly difficult experiences that you've walked through and, and what you learned from them? One of them is what I just mentioned. Uh the way I, I had learned that was I went to a rehearsal, I thought, ah, eh, I got this. 
I didn't got this. <laughs> I didn't have it, you know? So I learned, I spent the rest of the drive home after rehearsal. I drove home and was just yelling at myself the whole time in the car. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Walking in there like, you know, I was just really mad. That was a painful one that I uh, learned. I'm trying to think on a business level. Um, don't burn any bridges is a big one. If you can mm. help it. Mm -hmm. I don't think, um, I don't think I can give an example for that yeah but there i'm sure there are many um that that's okay and you know what i wanted to say and this talks about the or speaks to brian Keane in the marathon as well as that uh, rehearsal that you had that one day um this is an area in life where ego can really you know <clears throat> cut us at the achilles heel or whatever um and trust me it's it's so funny because you, you don't have to even be like a highly skilled uh, anything uh, person at, at anything. Um, you can just be egotistical and it's not helping. And I'm speaking, this is from my experience. I have messed up so many friendships and so many scenarios. Well, we all all. yeah, thank you. You know, I think it's a human thing, uh, but um, uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, beast to sort of like, um, you know, circumvent or be aware of and not, not allow it to cause issues. Well, I mentioned it before, learn from other people's mistakes and uh, learn from your mistakes. It's as simple as that. Like be open to criticism, constructive criticism, be open to feedback. Even that, if that constructive criticism or feedback is coming from you, just Which learn. Is, yeah. If you can get constructive. And I think that's a, that's huge, man, because uh, we're, you know, spending the most time with ourselves, we have an inner knowing. And um, if we are willing to, uh, you know, learn from ourselves, what a great gift, you know? Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. Let me just shift the conversation a little bit and ask you this. If you were sent back in time to age 18, how would you uh, fast track your success? You know, I think about that often. It's not a question I get asked often, but I think about that often. And I don't think I would change anything. Man. I'm trying to think because you didn't say what would you do different? You said, how would you fast track it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think because everything I did was preparing me for the moments where I was there. How would I fast track it? Uh, I guess knowing what I know now, I would have made a website sooner. A calling card. Um, I would have learned. I, I want to say I would have learned how to write and produce sooner, but I was. But all it would have. I mean, I was doing it as soon as I landed. You, I was starting to work with artists and learn how to produce and put things together. And slowly but surely, I got that. And then in 2006, I got into writing. I don't know. I really. I don't think I would have changed anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. When you, when you did, uh, you know, get into writing, um, was there some, you know, classes that you went through or you sort of just said, Hey, I'm going to start doing this. And this is the idea. Now I'm going to bring it to, to market sort of thing. Uh, my class was the class of life, just, uh, going out there and experience things, experience things with other writers and, find where I shine, find where I'm absolutely horrible at things, find people that compliment me and I compliment them. Uh, that's how I learned, whether it's in business, whether it's in 
music or writing songs or um, fitness even. You know, I try to find people that compliment me as much as I compliment them. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, awesome. Um, I was going to say earlier, learn from other people's mistakes. And I, I just didn't want to gloss over it because that that's huge. It's valuable. Literally, if I would have uh, learned from my dad's you know, mistakes, I would have been light years ahead of where I was just in my early 20s even, right? So it, it's a huge thing. Yeah, that's and, interesting. I'm trying to think if, I, if my uh, success would have been streamlined or, or faster had I learned some from some other people's mistakes, but I don't know. Yeah. I learned yeah. from people's mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I got to be uh, at the level that I am. That's, yeah. that's it. I've learned from people's mistakes, but let's not forget, learn from their success as well. I'm looking at rewire your mindset here. I read books to learn how to get better. Because there are some people that already did it, Sa same as I do for musicians. Uh, yesterday, I was on a Zoom call with a, a guy from Israel, guitarist, came to Nashville, hit me up on Instagram, listened to a podcast and saw some stuff on YouTube, wanted to know if we could chat. Absolutely. Yeah, let's have a conversation. He's, he's going to do great. I mean, his mindset is perfect for it. But he's learned a lot from looking at other people's mistakes. And he's learned a lot. He really, he... Um, he told me all these different things that he learned from listening to me do these podcasts, uh, a few other musicians, and he really learned from people's successes and their mistakes. And sometimes, I'll give you an example, sometimes it's neither. It's not a success or a failure. Sometimes, like he was saying that he learned it from this uh, very, very famous uh, Israeli, um, Israeli drummer, actually, near Z. He's played with Genesis... Uh, I, I don't want to misspeak about who he's played with, but he's done yeah. some huge gigs. That's awesome. And, uh, and he said that he said he listened to a podcast with him, and that gentleman mentioned that um, when he got to Nashville, doesn't matter who he played with, he had to earn his stripes. Mm. So he said, get in there, earn your stripes, you know, earn your living, and. You know, if, if you have to do some things that are like, there's nothing beneath you, just get in there and get, get working. Yeah. Um, and he learned, he picked that up from him. So perfect example of a, of a guy that has a great mind mindset on him. I, I told him, by the way, if you continue doing what you're doing, I said this to him, if you continue what you're doing and continue thinking the way you're thinking, I guarantee you 100% you will succeed. It's not an if, it's just a when. I guarantee it. 100%. He had a, and his mind was learn from other people's mistakes and listen to things that they say as to how to succeed. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's key, man. That and luck. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah you got to have some luck. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what a great gift that you gave this young man. I mean, this is... He had it already, but it was... Yeah. It was and I actually hit the gentleman up, um, Craig, uh, from... I want to say it was Everybody Loves Guitar podcast. And I hit him up, I texted him, I said, hey man, just so you know, this guy contacted me. He learned so much from the conversation that we had together. Uh, and look look at what we made happen. We, 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 together with some other people, and not taking sole responsibility for it, but we were um, uh, part of this young man changing his life for the better. And yeah. I'm so happy. That's why I did the podcast. That's why I do these. That's why I'm on YouTube. I'm just trying to help the next generation. That's it.
Yeah. Because a lot of people great. helped me, by the way. So I just want to pass it on. No man's an island. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to say, you know, like you were saying is we can learn from people's mistakes and we can also learn from people's advice. And that's really what I met with my dad is he had gave me a lot of advice. I just didn't listen to a lot of it, you know? And, uh, but, um, you know, I think, uh, it, it is, it is a, a great gift that you gave that young man by telling him, Hey, hundred percent, you were going to succeed. Cause you know, the power of suggestion, it is, I mean, so powerful. I'm, I'm reading this book. Uh, you are the placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Well, and I know him from, uh, it, I want to say from The Secret. Okay, uh, yeah. You are the placebo. Yeah, it's fun. It's such a cool book because he's just going over all these different studies about placebos and people healing themselves uh, through their mind and his whole experience, but um, awesome. Oh, no, um, he's in something else. I, I'm seeing his face now. There's some, somewhere else that I know him from. But yeah, absolutely, power of the mind. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on mindset and how to go from like a non-success mindset or scarcity mindset to a successful mindset? Very simply put, educate yourself on the successes that other people have experienced. Um, you can do it through books, audiobooks, podcasts, just that's the way I'm doing it right now. That's the way I've done it in the past. And that's what I would recommend to anyone. If you want to get in a good mindset, listen to people that have been successful that are literally giving you on a podcast for free or buy a book and they're, they're giving you the recipe. Like just follow them, read a bunch of books, listen to a bunch of podcasts of people you respect and just follow what they're saying. They're probably going to lead you 80% of the way there mentally. Yeah. Huge. Which is most of it, right? Yeah. That's great. Great advice. I, I thousand, thousand percent, you know, agree. Um, now, if there was one key or a key that unlocked or helped to unlock success in your life, what would you say that key is uh, besides the guitar? Yeah, networking. Networking. And when I say networking, I mean relationships. I don't mean, uh, I, I call it organic networking where, and I emphasize to people that listen to me, they know that, that I say this, Get into a relationship with someone for what you can do for them. When you meet someone, try and figure out what you can do for them rather than like, oh, he plays with, like, let's say I met uh, someone that plays with the Foo Fighters. I still would like to think that my goal would be like, how can I help this gentleman with something that he's experiencing in his life that he might need some help with rather than maybe he can get me to play with the Foo Fighters. It's like, the good stuff will come, man. Just you worry about adding benefit and value to the world and to people. So when I say networking, I said networking, but I really mean relationships. It's it's I, I could not I would not be where I am without relationships. Go go giver mentality. Uh, such a, a brilliant uh, piece of advice right there. Uh, networking typically is sounds kind of cold. It sounds also like, you know, entering into these relationships as a taker where right. um i i think that again such you know brilliant advice right there so you know i love and i that. guarantee you i learned it from reading a book or listening to a podcast i didn't come up with this this is nothing new i'm just uh following what other people said and uh it comes naturally to me i love talking to people man i love it um you hit is me it up 
You actually hit me up. Out of the blue, I did. Out of the blue on a completely different... Uh, you hit me up because you wanted to, uh, you signed up to my like course. Yeah. And I got the email like, hey, this gentleman signed up. And I was like, hey, man, um, I'm not really doing that right now. Like it was something that we were putting together, but we decided to not do it right now. But if I can help you with anything else, let me know. And here we are. Yeah. And that was, you know, it, it's great that you actually responded, uh, you know, because um, a lot of people wouldn't. Right. And I knew right away from just the the email that I was actually talking to you and it wasn't a canned email sort of thing. Um, right. I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about relationships. Um, in my opinion, um, you actually care about people a lot. What would you say that's accurate? Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. It's great, man. And, and it shows it's, it, it really does. And so. It's a, uh, you know, it's huge. They're all so fascinating to me. Everyone's got a story. You've got a story. I've got a story. My wife's got a story. The, the, the 22 year old dude that's right in front of me at some show in Russia has like, dude, he's got an amazing story. I guarantee, guarantee you he's got an amazing yeah. story. just cause I don't know it. That's just an opportunity for me to approach that person and talk to them about it and learn big. And I'll tell you another thing, man. I take the opportunity to learn from anyone and everyone. I don't care if you're two years old or a hundred years old, there is something for me to learn. And that guy, that 22 year old that's standing in front of me, who doesn't even care. He's not even looking at me. He's completely into Enrique Iglesias. He's just like, I'm right here. And he's just like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm telling you that dude has a great story. Guaranteed. I want to take the time to uh, learn about that story. Then that's only going to benefit me. I look at, I look at that as, as something that's going to help me. Amen. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's awesome. Super sound advice and, uh, people love to tell their story and we, every single one of us could write a book. And if it was, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier with the music in the, in the business, it's like the widget and the marketing. And, you know, it's, it's very important to have, uh, you know, the, like, so like, you know, a lot of people have great ideas on a product that, you know, I had an idea for an electric snowboard, like there's electric mountain boards, right? Yeah. And these things are awesome. And an electric snowboard would be killer. Um, and that'd be awesome if you spent a million bucks on designing it. Oh, you mean you said mountain board? I think you said electric mountain bikes? No, mountain boards. They're oh, like mountain board. Yeah, you got to check them out. You have to check them out. Like, so actually, mountain boards came out um, non electric the first time, I think, I mean, 95 or something like that. You could downhill oh, on them. Oh, with the wheels. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I've seen people, you know, I've seen people um, skateboard on these, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But they have electric powered ones now that are awesome. They're fairly affordable, like 800 bucks, and they do like 25 miles an hour, you know, on flat ground is so anyways my point is if i spend a million dollars on this electric snowboard right um but don't i don't spend any money on the marketing or i don't understand it um you know don't reach out for help it's it's, it's not going to go anywhere most likely so unless then you're leaving it completely up to luck and yeah, unless luck comes in as a businessman you don't leave things up to luck you do everything you can to propel your business forward, whatever it may be. I mean, I, I hope so. Yeah, you should. Right. So I think what you've got going on, which is great is you have business, you have personality, you know, relationships and the, the music skills. 
uh, you know, sound engineering and songwriting, which is super cool. 200 songs a, a year. Unbelievable. That is churning them out. Um, do you mind sharing with us one book recommendation and one tech recommendation? Well, I've already done the books. There's the yeah. rewire your uh, brain. I think it was and uh, atomic Hab atomic habits is great. I'm about to read it again because it's just, it's a really good one. I'll read that again too. So yeah, it's been Super a while. Powerful. And then what else? Uh, one tech recommendation. It could be a pedal or um, whatever you want it. A good tech recommendation. Um, for the guitarists out there, get a Shabbat guitar. Go check it out. They're they're really amazing, amazing guitars. Um, yeah, I think. Well, the tech recommendation. Um, and no, Shabbat's made in uh, California, right? California, yeah. Right. Avishai Shabbat is my friend from from Jerusalem. Like we we were we were there together. We used to work together in sound engineering. He worked in a. We both worked sound engineering there. How cool! And I think on a tech, it's not that I have a specific piece of gear in mind other than Shabbat guitars. Um, I would say know your gear is something that I've really picked up on lately from uh, mixing engineers is like really know your gear, whether it's out of the box, meaning physical, you know, what I'm looking at right now or in the box, in the computer plugins, play around with that stuff, know your gear, uh, do the research, get on YouTube, whatever, whatever way you choose to figure it out. Um, know your gear. Yeah. In general. Okay. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, love it. Um, you know, last question is, uh, you know, how, how can our audience support you? Is there any way that they can, wh where they can buy your music? Um, and, and, you know, I will put the links to the YouTube channel as well as your website in the show notes, but any any love that they could send your, your way? Thank you. Um, really, th there's nothing that I'm selling, really. If you want to listen to some of my music, it's on Spotify, Sean Hurwitz, or again, just go to seanhurwitz.com. You'll find all these links. Um, if you want to sign up for a course that I'm going to do in the future, um, just go on any of my YouTube uh, links and you'll you'll see it there, just like you did. Yeah. And I guess um, the only way they could help is possibly subscribe to YouTube if they if they think that something is cool. Give it a thumbs up, sub to it, and. Uh, Maybe one day I'll see a couple of dollars from it. I guess that's really the only way to to support. Uh, other than that, come to shows, man. Come say hi. That that's the biggest support. Forget the financial thing. Come come to shows. Tell me you're coming to shows. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Tell me you're going to be at the show. I want to meet you. It's a little hard during COVID. It's one of the hardest things right now for me. Frustrating. Uh, is like I can't go talk to people because I usually would just head down to the off stage and just give people guitar picks that I printed to give them. I printed these guitar picks out. I paid for them to give them to people as souvenirs with the smash awesome. logo and everything. I can't even do that. You just kind of have to throw it to them. Right. Mm -hmm. But tell me you're going to be there. And if, cause I'd love to meet you, whoever you are, yeah, you man. Be a 15 year old aspiring musician. You could be a 68 year old, uh, professional exec that has a lot, to, uh, has a lot to talk about when it comes to business. I, I don't care. I I'm interested. Yeah. That's great. I love that. You're making me want to do shows again. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, how can our audience connect with you? I guess probably the, do you have like a Instagram or, or whatever's best for you? I think the easiest way 
to get to me is through Instagram. It's just Sean H Music. Again, everything's on the website. But if you look up, if you Google Sean Hurwitz Smash Mouth, you'll find everything anyway. Um, or guitarist Smash Mouth. Uh, but yeah, Instagram is usually the easiest when it comes to just personally hitting me up. You can absolutely, on a business level, I usually tell people to just email me because then I'll actually 100% see it. I can say, oh, that looks important. Snooze for later and then it'll pop up and I'll get back to you. But either way, I'm getting back to you. Whether it's Instagram or email, I think those are the two best ways to reach out to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can, uh, you know, validate that, that he will get back to you as he did, uh, you know, to me. And so uh, a thousand times over, Sean, thank you so much for, for joining me on this show. I know we went over by twice. And so like, you know, I, I really, really appreciate you. <laughs> Not at all. No, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I could, we could go on for hours, literally, I'll just pick your brain, but I don't want to be selfish, right. Or that selfish anyways, but um, you know, is there anything else that you want to share with us or share with the audience before we jump out of here? Um, if you think that I can be of help to you, if you think Doug can be of help to you, reach out to him, reach out to me. I think I speak for you, right? Absolutely. You look like you have that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, please don't think, oh, he's not going to see my, he's not going to get back. Just hit me up. Try me. Love I'm happy it. to help you. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Sean, for uh, being on here with us for the Gentle Art of Crushing It show. And, and uh, for today, that's going to be it. And we are going to say sayonara. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. I know I sure learned a lot. I hope you did as well. I want to take a second just thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that I only ask you for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.